Yo, Leafstock, JD Bunkus, Sam McKee. I just shot an email to Sportsnet Stats, Steve Fellin, absolute mm. legend in the building. <laughs> oh, yeah. I asked him if this is the record for most disallowed goals. Uh, yes. He's checking. <laughs> but he says that they don't have the league. He checked in with the league, and they don't have that data available. Like, I don't know. Really? How that, yeah. How does that not? How do you not keep record of that? Here's the thing. NHL. Here's a tip. Old JD. Me to you right now. Started at three. We'll t- let's start taking the record. Let's call that sucker the record. If we've never seen it, I can't imagine that we ever will again. I, dude, where do you want to begin? It's kind of hard not to start with the goals and the debris and the Jersey fans. Just losing <laughs> their mind, throwing the gabagool. <laughs> yeah. Pa- Polly Walnuts with. Launching Molson's oh from the stands. <laughs> Polly. Hey, the hockey. What's happening? The hockey. The hey. How much more of these goals <laughs> can I take? These disallowed goals can I take? That was, you got to be pretty. I kind of respect the Jersey fans for the reaction. I know that that's controversial just because we as a city here in Toronto have had some pretty bad tossing of yeah. things. Yeah, sure we, we can't throw stones. We can't throw yeah, beers like, from our glass house over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can't. We've we've thrown a thing or two on a field yes. or a pitch or two, and we've thrown a jersey on the ice. We've thrown waffles on the ice. We've thrown beers at players. It's been ugly here. I'm not ever advocating for it. Okay, I need to make this loud and clear. I'm never mm-hmm. advocating for it, but I just liked that it was a hot rink for the Devils. You know, they got a big streak on the line, and the city recognized what was up. And this is what's great about some of these markets that have a winning history like Jersey that have been out of the mix for a while. It just kind of felt like, Oh, the devils are back. Their crowd is back. There's attitude in the building. Anyways, this little goals were wild. I, I agree I, with every quick, single one of them. The just, second one was a little shady. Just quick thought on that. What you said. Um, I think the Leafs elephant element of that, having the Leaf fans in the building, having the people that yeah. know, they know care just as much as they do, if not more, having that element in the building raises their game as well. There's a lot of blue in there. You could see in the crowd that there was a lot of blue, so they were really be careful around that rink tonight, my fellow Leaf fans. If you're if you're picking them up, uh, careful after yeah. that one because that was a bit of a wild game. But you're right; it just seemed like they were really, really, really into it. And I think was it Kurt that said this is the loudest building we've been in all year? Like they were rocking. So maybe don't uh, launch beers onto the ice. Uh, I I didn't see no any beers though. Did you? Oh yeah. There was a, there was beer. Uh, I just saw debris, garbage. There, I don't. Well, know. What do you what do you think the debris is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of. They're it, throwing. Their, I, they're throwing. Their, long they're throwing their their Thanksgiving turkey on the ice. What'd you think it was? They're throwing cups of, beers, uh, cups of beer. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a couple of people that get a phone call from the old police tomorrow at Thanksgiving. <laughs> And you know there's going to be one mom that just goes, Tony, you ruined Thanksgiving. <laughs> you just had to throw your Michelob Ultra. You just had to. You, you can't saw contain- that second goal. You can't contain yourself, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's you always you in the rage problems, Anthony. Um, anyway, uh, did you have any problem with any of this loud goals? I again, I mentioned that I I thought that the third the second one was a little sketchy. I actually the kicking motion on the third one was clear no goal. I don't know what anybody's mm-hmm. talking about. That was the most obvious of them all. The second or the first one, he's in the blue paint. Like not really sure how you can complain about that one. 
The only one, if I'm Lindy Ruff, what I would have wanted to hear from the refs is what what exactly is the obligation of my skater? Because Stewie said it during the admission that you have to make sure that you avoid contact with the goaltender. And you know me, I'm a goalie apologist. I just, I wondered, and I always wonder on plays like that, how far does that obligation stretch, you know? Well, here's the thing. If it hadn't have gone, they didn't call a penalty. It wasn't a penalty. They ran into each other in the in the net. Like, I mean, outside of the net. They ran into each other. And the puck immediately goes in the net. So it just has an immediate bearing on the play after contact with the skater and the goalie, which you're not allowed to do. He just impeded his progress back to the net. So it's a pretty obvious one to me. But I thought all three of them were extremely obvious. I think people are more bent out of shape about the first one. But to me, that's a spot where he can't extend his leg to where the puck went exactly. Like his putt, where his leg would have been able to extend to, right, is where his skate was. They made contact. The puck goes in a second later. All three of them were obvious calls. But I, I sent a tweet when the, after Halla kicked they're gonna burn this building down yeah and they did and they did (laughs) they did did. oh oh, wow great headline who came up with that one no sympathy for the devils oh i told this to sis Sis. yeah sis can't miss that's the that's the kid right there i will say this i told born yesterday i do a test for the last leafs out or the last leafs talk and mm-hmm. the kid pulls a Montreal Canadiens toque on and just starts pumping it in my face. You're fine immediately. <laughs> I like, know. What are we? What are we doing here? He's just he's just having extreme joy whenever the Leafs. <laughs> Here's how I can tell you, with definitive proof, that none of those three goals should have counted. You ready? Mm. Yes. The Leafs won. The hockey gods smiled upon them and said, "There will be justice on this day." And that justice will be without going to overtime because had that happened, it would have been another streak. Devils win and Leafs lose six straight in OT because yes. there was absolutely no way. Uh, I got here's here's the non uh, crazy wild goals disallowed because I don't know what else there is to really say about. It. I would imagine yeah. as a team, it's extremely frustrating for the Devils, but good on them. They never really went away. They never really changed their game. Unlike God, they're a, a little wagon. bit Canada soccer today after uh, Davies didn't hey, score. Yeah. And... Hey, no comments or questions about Canada soccer at this time. We're on to Sunday. <sighs> we're, on, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Croatia. No more comments. I, on that. I, I can be both proud and extremely disappointed. Okay? That's okay, how I feel. Of course. I'm, I'm so proud. I'm disgusted. Uh, I, I'll and tell you this. I, I was so heartbroken. I don't, I don't want – I no, can't even – I'm, I'm in the no content zone. Like I can't even watch – I can't even watch Sportsnet Connected. I can't even watch anything. Buddy, I, can't watch anything. I was so sad. That I came home and I just got in my bed and I pulled the covers <laughs> over my head for a good hour and a half and then got up and watched the Leafs game and, and said, all right, back to work. You got to flush this one. But I, I won't be able to flush that. And if they don't advance, I'll never, I'll never flush that missed penalty. Like no. I'll, I'll never flush it and I'll never flush, always be it. And I'll never flush them not getting the second one just because for whatever reason, I guess you're only allowed to get one penalty a game. That's the new rule. I wasn't aware. I'm newer to soccer. So I just... I end up, that's on me, soccer gods. I didn't realize that the rule book said that you can only get one penalty in a game. Anyways, moving on, on to Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> I'm so impressed by how the Leafs can just continue to lose defensemen and hold teams to limited shot totals, limited dangerous opportunities, limited mm-hmm. goals. And Matt Murray was brilliant again tonight. He made a bunch of big stops. His biggest saves were probably, you know, running skate into guys and not taking <laughs> lanes back to the net. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was just go keep going. Oh, uh, but 
he was big in there again tonight, man. And you and I were believers in this goaltending tandem at the beginning of the season. It looked really rocky. And hey, Jack Campbell had a big month last year to start the year and then ended up going in the tank. Goalies can go up and down. I think that's a bit of the expectation. But as of right now, he's been solid. And this to me is a team that is extremely well coached and committed to the defensive side of the ice feel as though they know they're going to get their opportunities. They got them again tonight because their studs are going to be able to make big plays. If they get power plays, they're taking advantage of them. But the formula that they've been playing with essentially ever since that horrific, uh, actually, I want to say basically since the Golden Knights game at home has been really working for these guys, man. Extreme discipline is how I feel about them. Like they really, really, really are not cheating offensively like they used to. No. There is there is extreme commitment on both sides of the puck to limit the chances against. And I'm impressed. I you know, we were so hard. remember that Anaheim game where we came on here after and talked about how Keith was gonna be like the hot seat uh, and all man. that stuff. Seems like, like a million years ago. I know it feels like ago. three years like three years ago, honestly. But this team is drilled down right now. Okay, we still have to talk about how that last, you know, five minutes was an absolute fire drill. And I think that's just, you're playing with five defensemen. One of them is Matt Hollowell, who's playing in his first NHL game against one of the best teams in the league. So that's going to happen. And probably a not fully healthy Jordy Ben if he left the game for an extended yeah. time in the second period. And then he, he, and, he and then he left again. And then he left yeah, again. He so so I, I am impressed with that. But I think we have to, I think for me, the biggest story is, is Mark Giordano tonight. And oh really? Listen, I, I, it's not for me. But go ahead. I, well, I just, it's just, it's not even. Maybe I shouldn't say it's the biggest story, but it's just, it's a, it's a Mark Giordano appreciation comment, yeah. I guess. How many? What do you end up? What do you end up with? Twenty five minutes, just under twenty five minutes, probably around like that. This guy is thirty nine. He's diving all over the ice. He's winning puck battles. He's fighting. He's everywhere on the ice. Like on that penalty kill, late in, or midway through the uh, third period. He just was pressuring the puck, making guys cough it up. I am so impressed. Thank God, like you like to say, thank God he took that discount because this guy is sneakily like their most important guy right now. He's playing 25 minutes a night. He's he's Norris Geo all of a sudden. So maybe it's not the biggest story. You're right. But to me, it's just an appreciation because I'm, I'm just blown away by his contributions today. He was great. Hey, listen, um, he absolutely was one of the stories for me. And again, if we're talking about how important it is to have diversity in your lineup, guys who can do different things, Gio is the guy who is setting the tone with this roster in terms of sacrificing. He's, he's replaced Spezza in terms of clearly the guy that the room respects the most, especially mm -hmm. with Muzzin gone, right? He's, he's the emotional heartbeat of this team right now. He's their most physical player on the back end. He can break out a pass. He makes incredibly intelligent plays in the offensive zone where mm. knows when to snap it around, knows when to try to filter a puck towards the net. He gave you the full display of, hey, what do you need tonight from me? Like, wh what do you need? He must be a coach's dream. What do you need <laughs> me to do tonight? Uh, got it. Goes out there and absolutely does it. No, man. Mark Giordano is a, is a godsend. Honestly, he is that you could have asked for and more for this organization and it's basically been that since he first stepped in here i don't he's so good that the only times i think about his age are when i go wow can you believe that he's doing it to this de degree to this effect at this time like when people are reminding me of it it's kind of this is a bit of a wild 
thing to say because obviously I don't think he's this caliber of player in his league. So everybody relax. But it has a little bit of the Tom Brady thing where you would forget those early Tampa years with Brady, how old he was. And you'd kind of have to look it up. You know, you'd go, he's how old exactly? Like, I know he's <laughs> over 40. He's 42. He's 41. Holy crap. You know, that's kind of how I feel about Mark Giordano. Again, that's where the comparison ends in terms of the two players' greatness. In terms of things. impact? Yes. Yeah, of course. Actually, I made the jer- the Jersey fans just a little happy today because they're so sour. Anybody watching this, they're going, say something about the goal. And they went, ah, oh, he kind of compared Mark or Giordano to Tom Brady. That, that's kind of <laughs> nice. Take a little shot at Tommy. Anyway, Giordano was amazing. The story of the game to me, though, bud, was Mitch Marner. Um, mm. he, he logged over 22 minutes tonight. What mm-hmm. was the story when he started to become the whipping boy and people were starting to get on Mitch Marner after that West Coast trip and he got benched by Sheldon Keith? Um, that he was playing too much. I remember that from Gipper, but what was the story? Playing too much yeah. and not making good, smart plays, attention to mm-hmm. detail, especially with the lead. Mm-hmm. What has he been essentially since? He's been a point scoring machine. What is it now? 14 games of the point? Yeah, his career high now. 14. Yep, 14, 14 games in a row with a point. And yeah, mm-hmm. some secondary assists in there, right? They're not all mm-hmm. just primary assists, the one tonight. But what does he do tonight? Again, bearing down on the four check as a smaller player, getting mm-hmm. the puck, creating in a small space, and then finding a goal scorer. To me, right now, there's absolutely no debate. He and Tavares are sticking together, and he's playing a ton of minutes because they absolutely need him to play a ton of minutes. We've done the who's the Leafs' best player over this entire season, right? It was Samsonov, it was Tavares, Willie Nylander hasn't been getting enough love. Giordano gets a lot of credit. The blue line has just been amazing in terms of uh, just being able to be resilient. The team defense, we've mentioned so many guys, and I I can't – I think that there's a part of it that Marner is expected to do these things. The other part is that he doesn't score a lot of goals. I think he's still sitting on four. But he has just been a truck – Every single game over this stretch. And if you want to talk about forwards getting back and playing defensive hockey and being smart, making good decisions, leading by example, Mitch Marner's doing it, man. And he deserves the love for it. What a play that was right there. What a play. When he wins that puck battle along the board, gets it in deep, and then falling down, shovels it right in front to John Tavares. And he made another play later in the game with the the backhand sauce in his feet to Johnny T, who couldn't actually tuck it home past Vanacek. But he made a couple unbelievable plays with the puck but you're right Dude, there's Bastille, a here man Bastille. he's doing what Matthew was doing last year where he's just turning guys over in an offensive zone and then just uh, he, then you can't get the puck back off him so to steal a soccer phrase here not to remind you of soccer but his work rate is unbelievable the guy legitimately yeah. never stops going and it's it's great pace like there was one great pace there was one penalty kill in, I can't remember if it was the second or third period where he was legitimately flying through the neutral zone goes into the zone Checks every guy on their team, basically. Digs the puck out. Gets it out towards the line. I don't think he ended up clearing it, but he gets it clear. He's in on everybody. He plays in all situations. This guy is absolutely the least best player right now. And I don't want to make this be a comment about Matthews. And I don't want to do this every night that we have to do it. But it's Didn't it's notice. again. It's again. And it's it's the type of night. I thought that whole, that whole line was was pretty non-impactful whatsoever. So I don't know, like we noticed there late in the third period when they had that power play and they put Yarncroc out there instead of, instead of Willie, there was a, yep. maybe a little pee whack situation there for Willie. He needs it every so often. He's probably like yeah, the, the pee whack for both of them. Willie wasn't his best self tonight. No, 
No. And I think it's the first time where we've really seen it be down with him this year. And this is a type of game where you really need Matthews. Listen, you're on five demon. You're fighting. You're not getting many of these opportunities. And it's a really good team. And this is where you need him to kind of be like, hey, boys, I'm going to put this team on my back. I'm going to go out to get one. I'm going to be my dominant self. And it's just not happening. And I just, I want it to happen. And I'm used to it happening. I've been watching this guy for six years. I'm used to it happening. And it's just not happening. And we're at American Thanksgiving tomorrow. And that's a barometer for, we always talk about it. It's a barometer for who's into the playoffs, who's out of the playoffs. Well, I also think it's a pretty good barometer for getting a season going. Like I, I never thought in a million years when we were having these conversations a couple games into the season, bud, that we'd still be having these conversations on November 23rd. Did you? No, I mentioned it, and I'll mention it again. This team going into tonight's game was tied for 24th in even mm-hmm. strength goal scoring. Part of it is that I really do believe they've had to compensate for having Eric Schalgren in net for a bunch of these games, not being confident who's in net, Sheldon Keefe has devised game plans that have been far more offensive. He's asked his team to commit to that end. So that does come with some of the lack of cheating that you were talking about earlier as guys aren't getting as many opportunities as they have. But if I'm going to have a real criticism of Matthews, it's two things. One, it doesn't look to me like he will just bowl his way to the middle of the ice. Um, It doesn't look to me like he's getting a goals like he did the other night where he gets to the front and he just tips a puck because he's good at that too man and that wasn't even but that wasn't even in the front of the net that was like kind of at the top of the circle like it wasn't even really it wasn't in the way either way he's getting into a dangerous area is what i'm saying he's getting into Mm -hmm. a dangerous area and he's making himself available and to me when you're kind of in a slump and we've seen this with Tavares before right that's the one great thing about Tavares is he can kind of manufacture his offense a little bit better by making a home in front of the net and -hmm. making sure that he's tipping pucks. So to me, it's just that it's Matthew's not getting being a bulldog and it's Matthew not doing enough of what Marner did tonight, which is just going and getting the puck and creating something for yourself or something for others. At this Mm -hmm. point, I, I think you actually do try more of what Keith did tonight. And that is, Maybe load up the Tavares line with Nylander and Marner. I actually don't even mind giving that a go because you want to make sure that you're getting enough minutes for Nylander. Giving him to Matthews for some offensive zone draws, right? Being situational with it to try to get him his spots. But Mm -hmm. maybe what you do need right now is someone, like a couple of guys, go back to the old Babcock thing when he had Hyman and Connor Brown with him where you just have the choppers, the butchers, and have those guys turn pucks over and try to make him go into some of those dirty be able to get some bunnies in front of the net i I don't know i just you got to shake it up you got to try to shake something loose i still feel as though he out of everybody probably has the most regular season fatigue in terms of hey i got to make sure that i'm healthy getting in the postseason Mm -hmm. maybe some of it's in on his mind he won the last year all these different factors but yeah it's it's night in night out where it feels like you either have to make an excuse you feel like you're being too harsh but to me, this is what you do with the greatest players. You grade them with the most criticism, and he's just—he has not been the Austin Matthews that we're used to seeing year in year out. No, it's just, and it's frustrating because we had the taste for so long. Like we were used to a certain level of success, we're used to a certain level of dominance, and we've taken that for granted over the past few years, right? Like you just—you just expect it. You expect it. Like I know he, he scored sixty last year was clearly his best year, 
But years before that, he was just as good. He was just hurt for periods of time, and he didn't have the chance to score 60. So you get used to it. And then when it falls a level below that, it's tough. So uh, a guy that we're hard on, and I want to quickly give a shout-out to, thought it was Pierre Angball's best game of the season tonight. Thought Pierre he, Angball uh, was it? You hear I thought he was in Simpsons at the end of the game. Or actually, it was just or, uh, Chris Cuffman. No. He said, what Pierre Angball wins a puck battle, and I went. Oh, I did hear that. I almost fall off the couch. I almost saved it in my <laughs> phone and went, that's got to be first. Three disallowed goals first. Guy saying Pierre Engvall won a puck battle has to be a first. Yeah, that was when uh, Giordano shut the puck down and it hit the post square. And I was like, oh, they're definitely tied the in this game. I losing when that happened. Yeah. I thought yeah. that Canadian women's hockey team was going to win yes. when the Americans post on a similar play. Yeah. They did. Mm -hmm. And I thought the Leafs were going to suffer the same fate after that. But, I went, this is going to be on some top 10 list for the rest of my life. So I just want to give credit to Pierre Engvall because I thought he was pretty good against the Islanders. And I thought tonight was his by far best game. And listen, I'm not a fan of the guy. Don't love his game. But I know what it looks like when he's being impactful. Like he's going a little bit more north and south. There's less turnbacks. He's using that lanky, wild body of his. He's flying through the neutral zone, flying into the offensive zone. I thought he looked more like himself tonight that got him that contract. So it'd be nice if they could get him going a little bit because his contributions have been less than stellar. Maybe the impact of having Kerfoot with him, maybe that's somebody else. I don't really know, but it was it was nice to see that. And nice to see Holmberg get his first NHL goal, too. Yeah, that was nice. I should have mentioned that, that Holmberg gets his first one. And it was a nice one, too. Nice little tidy finish for him yeah. around the net in tight. Uh, I don't think that you're always expecting guys like that to, to get you one. And so secondary scoring, even strength, nice to have that one mm -hmm. from Holmberg tonight. Nice little moment for him. He's yeah. obviously going to keep staying in the lineup uh, for, for now, sure. especially since that's what they're trying to do, right, is find more guys who can play center for them and continue to do that role of just kill a little bit of time for the Leafs and hope that their guys can counterpunch and attack. Man, if they lose you... Jordy Ben, though, now, this oh, blue line, it's just it's going to be potentially Mete, Hollowell, Sandine. Like, that's a... Oh, no, Connor Timmons is coming in. And playing on Friday, hundred yeah. percent. You think he'll come in right away? Absolutely. Are you crazy? Okay. They played Hollowell over Victor Mete today, buddy. Yeah, well, they have they have no feel and trust or in anything with Mete. So to me, Connor Timmons is a guy. He's done his conditioning stint down with the Roadrunners in Tucson. There, he's going to be playing on Friday. If Jordy Ben can't go, I think Hollowell yeah. earned himself another game tonight. I thought he was completely fine, completely passable. I thought he got hemmed in a couple times, but he didn't make any like boneheaded errors that's going to get you in the bad books. So yeah. I, I think, I think Connor Timmons probably gets in on Friday. All so right. with his old, with his old, with his old D partner from junior, the Sault Ste. Marie. Dude, here's my Connor Timmons take. It's the, is it Connor Timmons? Am I saying that wrong? Is it I, Connor Timmons? I, I think so. I, but here's okay. the deal. This was my take about him. Been talking it's, a lot today. <laughs> it's, it's my, it's Shaq's. It's the Shaq thing. It's the Shaq meme. I'm sorry, young man. I'm not familiar with your game. That that's all I can say so far. Shout out a couple of texts. I have a couple of texts from other people, but I had no like Connor Timmons take coming six, to that acquisition. Six two shoots right, immediately better yeah. than Mete. Well, again, Mete <laughs> has gone five games in the AHL without scoring. Yeah. Uh, last I checked, maybe he's got one since because he could have got one tonight. See Clifford's goal. Oh my god, did I ever call him up? He he earned an NHL paycheck with that one. He got to get him up here and let him. Gets, get on the big plane for a couple games that are going coast to coast. My boy, Christopher Stieg, who's a huge Cliffy fan, 
had to be losing it. I'm gonna. Oh, I thought he texted it. He's gonna, <laughs> no, he's gonna go on a rant, guaranteed. Next time he comes on my show and and has to talk about this. Anyway, uh, uh, again, I think that the Leafs are a resilient group. I think that they mm-hmm. Murray stood on his head and helped them withstand a fire late in that hockey game when the Devils really pressed them. And the Leafs again deserve a lot of credit for finding another way to win. They out Devils the Devils of old. You know they mm-hmm. they did the thing. So. Yeah, Marner, excellent. Tavares, another one. Good game for the Leafs. Yeah, last thing. I'm yeah. afraid of how much I believe in Matt Murray. That's my final thought. I I'm have thrown, I I've, I throw all my belief into him. He looks awesome, dude. He looks Buddy, awesome. At this point, to me, it's pretty clear that it's going to be health more than anything else. And that stretch, because people pointed out that he had a stretch when he made those adjustments. I talked to Kevin Woodley about this. Mm-hmm. Um, over the off season, the, the goaltending whisperer, he has had to make adjustments from the goaltender that he was stylistically with the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins when he first left. And he was reluctant to institute some of those things mm-hmm. before last year. He did it. He had a really, really solid stretch. And then he had one weird game against the Coyotes. I want to say at the very end of the year, his last start where he let in a bunch of goals. And I thought about that as, oh, okay, this feels a little too much of an apologist take is he had the one game that really changed his stats. But if you look back now at the sample he put together last year, the little clips that he's put together with the Leafs right now, again, they're playing good defensive hockey, but he still stopped 34 pucks tonight, man. Yeah. From his uh, numbers, like his numbers guy. are starting to look good. Yeah. His, his numbers are starting to pop and he's, he's looking solid. Uh, it feels like they're trusting him back there, make some big stops. So no, he deserves he deserves all the the love that he's getting right now from people. I think he deserves a little bit of the trust. I'm not going to be shocked if he goes through another slump. I'm not expecting him to be at this level or any night. That's kind of a crazy expectation, but this is now two games where the Leafs have won or mm-hmm. at least, you know, even with the Devils where they've kind of hung tight and they were able to to get that late Nylander goal where they got outplayed by a team or outshot by a team, outpaced by a team and their goaltender just kind of kept them in it them around and it's a reminder that it's a nice change i've said this before. it's a nice it's a nice change i won't say jack campbell never did it for them because it was just a long time ago when jack did it but to me it's just more of a looking ahead to the postseason and being reminded that you're not going to be the best team every single night but if you have the best goalie you can have a result like tonight and that's what matt murray's given him for him so 100%. excited to see Stamsonov get back in the net be able to give him some reprieve so they're not going back to shalgren when that happens but as of right now, there's no question that he's the guy. And to me, as good as Samsonov was to start the season, Matt Murray has looked a notch above that. For sure. There, it, it feels like a little bit of a different class, a little bit of a different yep. pedigree than Samsonov did. Right? Yep. And yep, it, it's, it's, pu- it's purely eye test. But it's, uh, some, yeah. Some so. of it might be confirmation bias that we know, like we're, we're seeing what we're kind of expecting from a guy who's won cups before. But mm-hmm. still, I, I just... I feel supreme confidence he's in the net right now. And you got to believe that the best bet in hockey right now is the Maple Leafs under. It's just, it's oh my every God. single night. Yeah. Full steam ahead. It's just, people books are making are gonna, money. I'm, po- books are going to start posting four and a half. Yeah, they're... <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna start happening, man. It's it's going it's gonna be a heavy heavy number on the on the minus five and or the under five and a half. Anyway, you got anything else tonight? I'm just gonna look through my notes quickly. That last thing before we go, yeah. I I have been very very upset about Canada soccer, okay. And I know you yeah. are too. And I know yeah. that we we both get in dumps about this kind of stuff. We're very similar in that way. We we wear it on our sleeves. We we take it hard. 
Croatia on sa- on Sunday morning. We're on to Croatia. If we play like we played today, we can beat them. That's three points. We play like we did today. We can beat Morocco. We can get a draw. All we need is a win and a draw to these last two games and a little bit of help, and we're through. We can play like that against Belgium. We're okay, buddy. Okay? We're okay. I'm convincing myself, too, here. We are okay. We're okay. I'm I'm so proud of the vast majority of that game that they played. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I think that they got really cheated. Their touch in the third was horrible. And their spot spot kicks were awful. And you... Awful. I said it at the bar today with everyone around when they didn't capitalize and they weren't capitalizing early. I said, as a fan of heartbreak, this is just setting up for them <laughs> oh, yeah. to help play them. And then they're going to give up the one chance that goes against them and lose one nil. And it happened. And what a, and what a goal and, it was. And, oh my and God. I feel like I'm living in a simulation after I said that, but yeah. I'm proud of the team. I'm unbelievably impressed by how they everyone thought Belgium was going to dominate the possession, that it was going to be a counterattack game. It was a completely different thing. No, totally different than we all expected. Yeah. If I'm going to be dead honest, though, I think Belgium kind of stinks and that Canada was awesome. They came out and they really gave them a great punch. I am kind of curious to see how they fare against the rest of the group. And I really wish, man, if I could just have one it would have been that Canada got Morocco first, right? Okay. Why? What's the difference? Well, because then maybe if Belgium loses to Croatia and Croatia knows kind of like, hey, maybe we're through, you know what I mean? Like, hey, maybe uh, they know we're going yeah. into the final game against yeah, Canada. Yeah. Maybe yeah, they yeah. Just end up getting some guys. Canada gets yeah, to yeah. play a Croatia team that's not fully in. They go, hey, Modric is old. Like, maybe we rest him in this game. Maybe we just make sure that he's... <laughs> He's not playing. Rest on my old bones. <laughs> yeah, rest his old bones. I, I just hope is a dangerous thing. Hope will drive mm. a man insane. And we just got some hope today. And and Croatia's gritty. They're tough, gritty. They're a different, they're a different beat than Belgium. Because Belgium is like, they're definitely good, but I wouldn't say yeah. they're as close to as gritty as Croatia is. So it's gonna be a very oh. different game. Equally as tough, but I think Canada has a chance to beat them if they play like they did today. You know what I love about this that we're involved in World Cup is now I hate Belgium more than any country on earth. Oh, like I despise I'll, them. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. They're never drinking Stella again. <laughs> never, never. Pour that never. down the drain, pal. Rain <laughs> them all down the like. Send we shouldn't them allow back. it. We shouldn't allow it in send the country. All their beers, all of their chocolates back. <laughs> we don't want them. <laughs> Keep them. <laughs> Pass. Uh, It'll be a dark day in this home when I see a Belgian chocolate or beer. No dark, chance. Darken my doorstep. No way. Anyway, they're dressed like um, Guy Fieri out there with flames on their jerseys. Classless. Stupid socks. Classless. Moron bozo kid. God, I'd kill to play them again. We'd beat them if we played them again. All right, let's end this. I'm sad again. Canada beats them six out of ten times. Agree. In my heart, no question. Anyway. All right. That, Good they're show. the number two team in the world. We are better than them. By the transient property, we're the number two team. <laughs> so I'm going to sleep well tonight knowing that. Anyways, go Canada, go. Uh, we'll see you. When's the next game? Saturday? Are uh, we off for a stretch? No, no it's Friday. 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 Is Friday. Oh. Yeah, we're doing it with Kipper and Borny. And uh, yeah. I forbid Kipper's tech stuff works out well. And then Saturday night, it's you and me. They're playing the Penguins again. 
So, no, it's and then my, Saturday. So I'm off. Oh, you're off Saturday. Oh, beautiful. And I'm, I'm off Monday. Saturday. And I'm off Monday. Okay. So we won't see each I'll other for a while. See you again. I love you. I love you, buddy. You guys booted me from the Kipper show. You went, ah, no, this is our cool gang club. I was like, oh, cool. No comments or no, no no comments or questions at this time. This is probably, that was probably a sys call. Anyways, uh, we'll see you Friday. Uh, Kiprios, Bourne, and Sammy on Leafs Talk. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review.